Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show all about how to grow your online business. Every week I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce. I get to ask them all kinds of questions about what they know and how it's going to help us develop online. It's an amazing privilege. Now, historically, we've had one guest per show, but because this is Christmas, oh yes, we wanted to do things a little bit differently. So what we did was we contacted all the guests from the last 12 months and invited them back to talk to us about Christmas on the show. So this is a bit of a mashup. We're taking clips from different people uh, all about, you know, how to do e-commerce better, their tips, their ideas, and so on and so forth. So we have a jam-packed show for you. Tonight's show is with Elle McCann, Chloe Thomas, Joanna Steele, and Simon Driscoll, but to name a few. And of course, all of the notes from today's show will be available as a free download. Just head on over to our website. Uh, all you need to do is go to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 43 as this is episode number 43. Oh yes, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash number 43. Now before we jump into the show, let's actually hear uh, very quickly from our very own Chloe Thomas. Hi, I'm Chloe Thomas, host of the brand new Keep Optimising Marketing podcast. Three reasons to tune in and have a listen. Number one, each month we focus on a different marketing method, a whole month, one marketing method. Two, each Wednesday we put live a new audio episode with an expert on that marketing method. Number three, at the end of each month, we get all our experts together to do a live webinar where you can ask them your questions. Well, thank you very much, Chloe. If you haven't checked out Chloe's podcast yet, make sure you do. It is a great show. I am an avid listener and Chloe also has great guests on the show. So, you know, you can never get too much information, can you? So do check that out. Now, without further ado, let's get started on the mashup. I'm I'm excited about this. I hope you guys are as well because we've got lots jam-packed into this show. Uh, And we're going to kick off with our very first guest today, Elle McCann. Uh, Now, Elle is a Shopify expert and was on episode number 33 of the show, where we talked about fixing the biggest problem with Shopify. I have traffic, but no sales. It was a great show, as I'm sure you will agree. Uh, if you've listened to it, Al gave us some great advice uh, on that show. And I was super keen to hear what she had to say about Christmas. So here's my conversation with Al. What are some of the things that you think we should do to get our sites Christmas ready? Um, whether it be, I don't know, putting snow on a logo or whatever. Do you know what I mean? What do you, what do you think uh, is on your is on your checklist? I would say the biggest thing is to start thinking about your promotion as soon as possible. I hear from so many people that will send a message to me like, a week before Black Friday and be like, do you have any ideas? And it's like, you should really have started thinking about this in like October, beginning of November, because that way you have enough time to plan, to create all your assets for social media, run ads, you know, email marketing, things like that. So as soon as you can plan what kind of promotion you're going to do and making it even a little bit more special than just 
you know, a big discount off because everybody just kind of races to the bottom with price cuts uh, for the holiday season. And while yes, you know, 40, 50% off can seem exciting um, for some people, I think also having something a little bit more specialized so that you're giving like a free gift or free personalization or specialty gift wrapping. And a lot of those take a little bit extra of infrastructure build out. So the sooner you can think about all that, the better. Um, and then make sure that you're really highlighting it on the site. I'm a big fan of like countdown timers. So you could have a specific collection on your page that says, or a collection on your site that says like, okay, countdown to Christmas. And it has a countdown of when all of these sales are coming live or products are coming live if it's a new product so that you're kind of building that hype and you're talking about it ahead of time. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like my inbox is just completely overwhelmed in the holiday season with all of these different companies that are like, buy from us, buy from us. And so as soon as you can kind of start letting people know like, hey, save a little bit of money, we have something cool coming, the better and the more likely it is that you're going to get more people to convert. That's a really interesting idea. So actually promoting your promotions <laughs> yeah. uh, and just uh, and just letting people know when they're going to come, uh, I think is a really interesting idea because that's not something you usually see. Usually, like you say, it's all buy now, buy now. We're not going to tell you what we're doing next week, but buy, buy this right now. Uh, so I quite like that. Have you had some good successes with that? Yeah. So one of my favorites to run is um, I always dub it the 12 days of Christmas promotion, mm -hmm. um, but it would be like December 1st through the 12th and you're doing a different product like that you're featuring every day that has some kind of special promotion or sales attached to it. So you're kind of um, giving a highlight of what that product is going to be a few days before and telling them this is the day to get it. Here's your countdown for that. So it kind of, again, creates the hype and people are opening, hopefully, your emails every day to see what that product is for the next day. But even just letting people know like a couple days in advance for your overall promotion, um, I found has been really helpful of kind of almost kind of going with the Christmas spirit and having, you know, maybe you have uh, a graphic that has like wrapping paper look um, on top of it. And then it's a gift where it's kind of peeling back a little. So you get people to click to your site to see what the promotion is. Any way where you can kind of create that hype and that interest mm -hmm. and get them to your site, because then you can, once they're on your site, you can use your pixels and retarget them and run those ads to them later on. So I think your biggest goal would be to, of course, be building out that email list, but get them to your site as much as possible so that you can get that ad costs a little bit lower for the holidays with retargeting ads yeah no it's great advice great advice wasn't l fantastic thank you so much l for coming on to the show again if you want to know how to connect with l we will put all of her contact details in the show notes so just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 43 and you can connect with l as much as you like i'm sure she would love to hear from you now uh, let's move on quickly because we've got a lot to get through. Let's bring on our next guest to the show, which is the indomitable uh, Chloe Thomas. I mean, she is just fantastic. I love Chloe. She's been on the show a number of times. I've been on her podcast a number of times. We're doing some really cool stuff together behind the scenes. Um, she's a great voice for the e-commerce industry, has a lot of experience. And actually, as you're going to hear in this conversation, a lot of really practical advice about how we can do Christmas better on our e on our own e-commerce websites here's my conversation with chloe what are some of the things that you think a website should do to prep itself for christmas the first thing i would make sure is that the systems i've already got in place for making everything happen are working 
often we bumble our way through the rest of the year with a download here and an upload and a this and a that and the other and something which just about works 90% of the time, which can be great in the off season. But when you get into peak season, that 10% that doesn't need, you know, that goes wrong becomes an awful lot more orders, which means it's an awful lot more manual work. The same with our marketing, you know, if we're exporting things and importing things between different platforms there's really no excuse for it anymore it's very easy to integrate it all if you're on the right platforms now if looking at all of that you realize that you're completely utterly not on the right platforms then don't try and fix that very close to christmas think about that for next christmas um but but i do see that the, the, the sites that are making the biggest impact and having the greatest success at the moment are the ones with the systems in place which enable them to be flexible um, so I think systems in place first and then secondly, be ready to be flexible. So have an idea of what you're going to do, have an idea of how you're going to move things. And this in a normal year is quite important. But in a year like this year is so much more important because things are changing so rapidly. Plans are changing um, you know, plans are changing very, very quickly. How much are we going to spend on those ads? What are we going to do? What are we going to sell? I know one company at the moment who after the first week of um, September are probably cancelling all their TV ad spend oh, wow. because they haven't done anything different to last year. But the sales, because of the way consumers are at the moment, have gone so high that they're probably cancelling all TV ad spend. And that is how unpredictable <laughs> this year can be. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's what I do, I think. Okay. So get yourself, get your systems in place and get yourself ready to be flexible. Um, yeah. what kind of systems, um, what are some of the common things you see when you, when you say get systems in place, what are some of the common ideas in your head? Well, see, let's kind of leave the tech cause that's quite hard to change at the moment. But I think the, the first and foremost one, which it surprises me more people don't have in place is a straightforward week by week promotional calendar. Um, you know, so, you know, in advance, what are we talking about each week on whatever channels? you're covering it on now admittedly in my life that's quite easy because i have podcasts coming out each week and they pretty much drive the content but for an e-commerce business you've got key promotions you can be running at different times you've probably got best-selling products that you want to speak about a certain number of times a year and obviously that should be spread out across the whole year and should definitely be talked about in both november and october and december as we go into christmas so the only way you know, when I find that people are, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what we should talk about. And then when you sit them down in front of a, a printout grid that goes week by week uh, and you get them before they even touch that to start brainstorming what they ought to be talking about. And then they try and wedge it back into that calendar for, you know, a weekly email or a weekly social media topic. They suddenly discover, oh, I don't know how we're going to fit it all in. You know, and over the space of an hour, you can go from I've no idea what we're going to say to oh no how do I fit all this in I've got too much to talk about and that is a very nice problem to have because then you can start thinking about what the most powerful messages are what's worked in the past what works with the customers and having that plan in place as you run into Christmas one means as we get you know I've I've worked Christmases in gift retailers I've been the direct communications manager doing email and affiliates and pay-per-click and all these things in multiple gift businesses over the course of about four years I did it before I started my agency and back then there was a lot less we could do because this was in the 2000s 
but it was exhausting and as you and that creative creativity even the most creative person in the world their creative battery is really small mm. by the time we get to december so if you've got this idea of what you're going to say then it just becomes so much easier because what little creativity you've got left could be spent on copy and imagery rather than on what are we gonna say because you've already done that work back in the summer or back whenever when you had it so yeah. i think a decent week by week promotional calendar is a very simple system but it can be revolutionary in improving your performance that's brilliant that's brilliant and i, t I totally agree um, and planning ahead of time especially because you, you can tie your promotions in with your offers which means mm -hmm. you've got to then talk to your suppliers to make sure actually can we do this can we fulfill yeah. these orders that are going to come in and um and just being aware of that ahead of time planning how you're going to um, deliver those do you know what I mean how are you going to get them out and uh so the whole thing ties together doesn't it so from promotion calendar all the way through to giving it to the postman to deliver how, how's it, that going to work exactly because quite often you'll have great ideas for discounts and promotions on different categories. And then you try and put them in the calendar and you suddenly realize you've got more promotions than you've got weeks to talk about them. And there's no point in running a promotion, you know, a great discount offer or a buy one, get one free or a samples offer, whatever it may be, if you can't talk about it. Mm. You know, if you can't tell anyone you're doing it, then what was the point in all that setup and all that organization to make it happen? So then if you've got too many, you either get to the point where you go, right, well, let's segment the database so we can do them both in a week. Or actually, which one do we think is going to be the best for us? And the other one will delay and we'll do next year or we won't do at all, potentially. You know, if you suddenly realize it's on one of your, I don't know, your bottom quartile selling products. So one of your quarter worth selling products, what's the point? Yeah. And certainly you don't want to be giving Christmas airtime to those products. You want to be giving it to your top 25%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's the 80, 20 rule, isn't it? Just mm. let's go with what works over Christmas and maximize what we can, what we can deliver here. Um, so slightly left tangent question just popped into mm -hmm. my head, um, which it may be a bit too much into the detail, but let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's go for it. Um, Christmas wrapping offer that as a service or not on your e-commerce website. Ooh, now two good reasons to do Christmas wrapping if you can do it. Uh, one, it's quite an easy way of increasing AOVs and increasing margin. Because sorry, you should when you be say able to... AOV, just translate uh, that for Sorry, me. good point. Average order value. Mm -hmm. So that should be quite often an aim is increasing the spend of your customers. So it's a good yeah. way to increase spend. Um, it's also a great way to later on segment who's a gift buyer and who's not <laughs> because you can be pretty confident that someone who wants it gift wrapped is giving it to someone else yeah um which you know is a side benefit but it's quite nice if you're trying to do some customer persona stuff trying to work out who's self-buying who's giving to others that can be quite good obviously you won't catch everyone because not everyone wants to do the gift wrap thing um however gift wrapping comes with challenges um <laughs> First off, if you're going to do gift wrapping, make sure you've got a table in the warehouse set aside for wrapping. Test your customer service team or your warehouse team to find out who's actually good at wrapping because not everybody is good at wrapping. Yep. Um, and you don't want to devalue your product because the wrapping looks shocking. Um, uh, try not to go too branded with the wrapping paper because that may not fit with the customer, may not want yeah, to see. Yeah, I don't think they want to spend five quid for your logoed wall uh, wrapping no. paper. Not even on the sellotape, people. No. As tempting as that may be, not even on the sellotape. Um, you 
also, uh, not everybody knows this, but you can buy massive rolls of wrapping paper. So we're not talking about going down to Smith's or your local stationery store and buying <laughs> buying it up roll by roll. We're talking about big rolls like yeah. this around. Um, so get those because it's an awful lot cheaper. And so once you've got that kind of logistical part of it, sorted, you know, bear in mind, it's going to change the pack, picking and packing piece because you've got to take these somewhere else get them wrapped and mm -hmm. then get them in so it's so you need quite a bit of space i should think to manage this effectively and then make sure your technology can actually cope with it because trust me a customer who's ordered gift wrapping who doesn't get gift wrapped gifts which they may well be sending straight to the person who's receiving them is a very unhappy customer yeah it's very a really quick way to hack them off isn't it it is and often with gift wrapping comes the idea of gift messages. Now, those are also quite challenging because um, human beings can't spell, don't have punctuation and kind of expect you to fix all that in the meantime. So uh, you probably need someone to. I'm just sorry. I'm like people who are listening to this can't see me laughing. I'm laughing because you're describing our whole gift wrap experience at Jersey Beauty Company over the years. It's hysterical. We'll carry on. Sorry. <laughs> These are all the problems that yeah, can happen. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, there's, there's a lot there's a lot that can go wrong with gift wrapping so yes messages messages can be very complicated and then the final problem which can come is of course because you've gone we're doing a gift wrapping service with messages maybe there is that heightened expectation that a pick pack note with the prices on it is not going to be in the parcel received by your loved ones um, and this year with social distancing i think there's going to be an awful lot more gifts being sent direct to the recipient so prices of what people have spent on you in those parcels is um definitely a challenge and yeah it, it's my brain is now going on to do you offer a special return service for gift wrapped um gifts which acknowledges the fact people i don't know very i'm going getting on to a whole other level of complexity but yeah that's that's way too deep yeah gift <laughs> i'm just going should we do it yes or no <laughs> yeah let's not even go there <laughs> gift wrapping can be a really cool thing to do can be very financially advantageous but cost it right because as you can see there's an awful lot of complexity there's more manpower in there um get the cost as low as you can without doing in the brand and be aware that these are probably the most precious parcels or the most dangerous parcels in terms of customer service problems so um yeah, yeah. the expectations are much higher with these aren't they and you do yeah. i think you do it on the on the knowledge that actually you've got to get these right you can't okay. you can't you can't afford to screw that up so um no some top tips there on gift wrap i mean like i said everything you've talked about we've experienced and for me the big one is you have to have somebody who can actually gift wrap really well because yes. they're so used to, when people buy gift wrap products online they're so used to them coming well do you know what i mean you buy ready gift wrap chocolates from thorntons or whatever i think it's a machine that that does that because it's it's perfect right um yeah. and so people have really high expectations i think and so you have to make sure for the money you're charging you can nail it and um what do you think a good rate to charge is what do you what would you be prepared as a consumer to pay for gift wrap oh man i have absolutely no idea I, i'm thinking a couple of quid but i haven't looked into it recently um Oh, and then, of course, you've got the problem. Is it per item or is it per order that yeah. you're going to charge? Huh. Whole other, other Whole, world. And that all depends on what you one. sell, right? So the way we've yeah. done it historically is we just gift wrap the order, right? So um, the products come, 
uh, they get boxed up and we'll put them in a nice box and we'll gift wrap that box. Um, and in oh, fact, that, I think that deals with with wobbly bits, doesn't it? <laughs> if that makes sense, you make it nice and square, which makes the whole thing a lot quicker. Oh yeah. yes, it does totally, especially because everything we've got is round. Uh, yes. And so we always <laughs> gift wrap the box. It made it easier. And actually, what we did was we we said, right, we're going to offer clients two choices. You can have a gift box, which basically is a box with a bow on it, uh, mm -hmm. which takes no time to do. Right? We just yep. get them. Uh, we just buy them in. Um, or you can actually have it put in a gift box and then gift wrapped. Um, and so, yeah, experimenting with prices over the years has been quite interesting with that because the boxes will maybe cost you 70p. So you could probably charge about two pounds maybe for that, two pounds yeah. 50 for the gift box. Um, I think Amazon charge about three pounds 50 to gift wrap. And I think this seems to be a bit of a benchmark, um, maybe four pounds, 55 pounds if you've got a handwritten note with it. Do you know what I mean? That kind of. Yeah, if you've, if you've gone that extra mile and I think, yeah, which actually makes me think when you're saying about the two different versions, a photograph of what your gift wrapping looks like can website, really yeah. push people over the edge on on spending it. It's not just add gift wrap as a little tick box. It's here's a picture of us, our you know high end, and here's yeah. a picture of our box. This is what it's actually going to look like when it gets to the recipient. Because I think that can put, can really put people off, thinking, well, are they just going to wrap it in brown paper and stick a bow on the top? Well, that's it. This is one of the reasons why I would struggle with gift wrap services. One is I'm a bit tight, right? So I'm going to go, here. there's no way I'm going to pay five or six quid for someone to gift wrap something for me when my 13-year-old daughter will do it for free. Um, <laughs> I just have to buy the wrapping paper and give a chocolate. That's a lot cheaper. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the, the key thing for me, like you say, is I have to know what it is I'm buying. And too often it is just a text line. There is no imagery with it. And you're totally right. How do I know what I'm buying? Yeah. other than gift wrap and gift wrap means so many things to so many different people and like you say i really like the because your expectations on this parcel are so high as a customer i'm going to have very high expectations of you for charging me five quid for gift wrap that thing is going to come in gold leaf do you know what i mean yeah and so exactly. <laughs> i think there's, there's kind of a mental barrier when you get to five quid mm. 250 sounds like a deal 350 sounds like a pretty good deal so long as i know it's going to look good Edging up above the, over a fiver, it's not happening. No. I'm going to email the person and say, you've got a box coming from XYZ. Yeah. Don't open it until Christmas Day. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So I wonder actually if there's some kind of formula that I've not come across, which is take the price of your average order value, divide it by 20, and that's the maximum you should spend on gift wrap. I don't know because... I don't know. I, I doubt it because I think... I'm not I'm not sure if I was buying a couple of books for somebody or if I was buying them I don't know a really nice handbag I would expect to pay any more for gift wrap <laughs> you know whether it's whether it's a couple of paperbacks from Waterstones or it's you know a really high end nice almost bespoke leather bag from some obscure manufacturer I yeah. still expect to spend less than a fiver on the wrap <laughs> Okay but, we'll, but maybe we'll this the formula is one of those then. Yeah, maybe this is one of those things where Chloe the human is speaking out more than Chloe the person who understands e-commerce. <laughs> well, it yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah, no, it's important, right? What what would we do? How would we do mm. it? And I think I don't know about you. I, one of the questions I think that we never ask ourselves that often, and actually, it's probably one of the most powerful questions to ask is, if this was me buying this, what would I want? Or if this was me 
calling customer services, what would I want to hear in this scenario? Do you know what I mean? And this is, I talk about this with our customer service guys all the time. It's like, how do we, how do we know what to say to people on the phone? All you've got to do is flip it. If you were calling them with that same problem, what would you want to hear on that phone? Let's do that. Do you know what I mean? Because that becomes a really interesting guide. What do I, what would I do in this same scenario? What would I want? And, and actually it seems to be a really good guide in principle. So if I'm not going to spend more than the fiber on gift wrap, why do I think my clients are going to spend more than the fiber on gift wrap? Yeah, exactly. No, that's awesome. That's brilliant. Okay. So that's gift wrap done. Check. Check. It's a good tangential question. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that one. Well, Chloe is fantastic, isn't she? And we are going to get straight back into our conversation with Chloe. But before we do, a quick word from today's sponsor. Let me take just a few seconds here to tell you about my brand new e-commerce course uh, that is perfectly designed for those of you who are looking to build your own online business, right? I know it's going to work well for you guys because we deep dive into the process that I use to build my own e-commerce businesses. We're going to look at the six key elements that you need to be aware of for building a successful online store. I'm utterly convinced it'll make a huge difference to your business. I am super proud of it let me tell you and it is brand new for 2020 it's called the e-commerce masterclass you can check out what other people think about the course you can find out more information on my site at mattedmondson.com um another tangential question then so christmas look feel and design on your website Right. So you, you take your website. It looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. How how Christmassy do you think you should make your website? Oh, how much snow? You how mean? much snow? How much, how glitter, much snow, much glitter? How much? How much? You know, stars on your boxes on the way out. of. I mean, how much? How do you how much do you Christmassify? I think I suppose it depends on the business. You know, if you are a gift business out and out, then probably quite Christmassy is where you should go, you know, snow hanging off the logos and um, lovely red and white gold graphics all over the place. If, however, you're less gifty, um, then probably not so much. I mean, thinking about um, a friend of mine who runs a business that sells car cleaning products, you know, to the person Mm. we all know who spends every Sunday morning and most of the afternoon detailing their own car. Yeah, that's not me. Me neither. (laughs) Um, I would probably... For, the, for them, I probably wouldn't go at all Christmassy. You know, I'd stick to kind of like the greys and the blues colour palette because that's what the customers are looking for and then maybe have a, a a very Christmassy graphic on the homepage for the wife who that's the only thing he likes and she's got no idea what to buy. Yeah. So that's where you go. Um, which on the flip side, maybe for, for men on websites, we should have the, you know, on, you know, on websites such as Jersey Beauty, you should have a, you know, a, don't know what to buy come here come here this is the safe zone um but yeah i think i think it depends on the brand and i wouldn't get too hung up on that you know i think your your graphics gonna look in christmasy i wouldn't get too hung up on changing logos and changing navigation because you run the risk of confusing people when you Mm. make those kind of changes so I'd, I'd focus more on getting the graphics that you're putting in place right and getting the emails potentially, potentially the, making the emails look more Christmassy yeah. and the social media look more Christmassy. So they're feeling that Christmassy vibe and then they come to the website and they get the normal experience they're used to. Because I think 
we can go, oh, it's Valentine's. Let's make all our buttons pink or something, or bright red or something. And then all of a sudden, we discover our customers don't understand that red red buttons because they're used to seeing orange ones or something. So I think there can be a danger to to doing cool, funky design things, which just lead to lead to problems. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm very much of you know when you look at. I know you don't really do Pinterest. You're more of a Twitter girl. I, (laughs) I, I, I do do Pinterest. I think we've swapped, and I, I, I predominantly do Pinterest with my 13 year old daughter around Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Getting ideas of decorations and stuff that we can make because you know we like to do the little tradition that we have. And we do it around Halloween. We do it around Christmas. And so I get all into the Christmas spirit. I love Christmas. Favorite time of the year, right? I get all kinds of Christmassy. I'm definitely not bar humbug, right? As I mm-hmm. I, I know a bunch of people are, and, you know, get over it because you need to get Christmassy. But that's just me, right? Now, I when I look at the stuff on Pinterest, I like the classic, minimal, but beautifully thought through designed stuff the Scandinavian kind of approach to Christmas rather than the crazy over the top chintzy tinsel everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we do Christmas on Jersey, I think that kind of filters through back to my, you know, what would I want? I just subtle. That's one of the things, isn't it? Do you go all out cartoony Santa or do you go full on Victorian Christmas or do you go Scandi minimalist Christmas even? Mm. Different customers think different things. And within, you know, however good you are on your customer persona, I promise you, you've got someone who is as much tinsel as can humanly be fit on a house and all the flashing lights possible. And someone who is minimalist perfection, you know, could be on, could be in the Vogue Christmas edition. Yeah. So, so you do run the risk of having people go, oh, dear God, and running <laughs> if you go too much in the in the wrong direction. So I think it's something you've got to be be a little bit careful with. Yeah. Now, my last question about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you said uh, you talked to uh, the classic example is right. A, a guy comes to Jersey Beauty Company to buy a Christmas gift for his wife and looks at the site and goes, I, I have no idea. Yeah right? What do I do? So Christmas guides, do you do them? Should I do them on Jersey Beauty Company? I think you should have something that makes it easy for that customer to spend. Now, whether that's a blog or some other form of content that helps explain what to buy for the person you have no idea what they want or insert a gift gift recipient type here, whether that's some kind of gift finder um, on more complex sites or whether that's simply a, uh, we did this on a, on um, a couple of you know, full-on gifting websites, and we had a stocking filler section, which was stocking fillers under a fiver, under a tenner, under fifteen, under twenty. I think we went five pound breaks all the way up to fifty, and we made a lot of that because then, often when people aren't sure what to buy, they've kind of got a budget in mind. Mm-hmm. So for your business, that might be categories that have priced items that they can scroll through. Or it might be creating bundles. So in the case of Jersey Beauty, the route I'd probably go down is I'd have a a £20 Christmas gift set and and then maybe a £50 Christmas gift set. So you've got something which, which one, you can, if you're organized enough about it, you can make them up Mm. so they already look pretty earlier, going back to kind of 
so you avoid the some of the gift wrapping issues and some of the manpower issues but also so you you've managed you've managed the margin and you've made sure that there's something in there that the person is almost certainly going to like and it, you know it may be that you have a couple of criteria for you know um there's a hair version and a face version and a body version or mm. something mm. you can make them just that little bit better and if you're getting into bundles properly then you're going to chuck in some things which cost you almost nothing but look high value so you can fully maximize the margin so yeah. in the case of a beauty site i'm thinking um you know um some kind of beauty tool like those scrunchy things people use in the shower yeah. which i'm sure you can buy for about five pence but yeah. everyone's perceived value of them is more like a fiver mm. and that just lifts the whole thing and of course bumps it out when you've got small products which are high value yeah that's totally right i mean i I, I agree with you. Um, I often think about the poor husband going to our website trying to figure out what to buy for his wife. Uh, and um, I think, how do we make that easy? You're right with a blog post, with the content, budgeting um, gifts by, uh, doing gifts by budget, I think is very, very sensible. And mm. everyone, like, actually, I just want to spend 40 quid on my mum this year or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Okay, well, this is what I can buy for 40 quid. And I've noticed historically what we've, what we've seen from suppliers is these are the pre- pre-done Christmas gift packs and you can buy a load of them and you can be left with a lot of stock at the end of the year because they just didn't sell for whatever reason but if you take existing products and bundle them and buy them you know buy some baskets or some boxes to put them yeah. in with the nice you know um wood paper packaging and, and all that sort yeah. of yeah yeah and I think you can make up gift sets yourself and not not lose out on a whole bunch of stock which you should never have in the first place and so that's been one of the things that we've definitely learned yeah and I, I think i just had a cool idea um so with putting in obviously this wouldn't work with the bath scrunchie but if you're putting in say i don't know a hairbrush or a comb or something if you're doing it enough volume you can get your logo put on that which then creates a wave if that person receives the gift they're like oh my god that's amazing and they forget to ask the person who gave it to them where they got it from. They've got your logo on something, be it the, you know, the nice bag things come in or be it on the yeah. hairbrush or the nail file or whatever you're putting in there. It just kind of lifts it that little bit and also creates potentially some kind of repeat purchase element. Yeah, it does tightly. And I, I think it's um, some of the stuff that we've put in boxes are, you know, the hairbands which hold your hair back when you're washing your face, because that's a big problem. Uh, not for me, obviously, but, you know, for people <laughs> with hair like yourself. Yeah, like um, me. <laughs> uh, we've done that. One of the best things we've ever done is candles. And we, yes, I can imagine are that. Amazing. Yeah. We went to the company that created the candles for a well-known high street brand, which I probably shouldn't name and mm -hmm. um, some of the well-known high street fragrances. And we were like, let's just buy a few thousand candles. Um, and so the cost of the candle was a few pounds. We sold them on the website for like 27 quid each and they came in a box with some matches and it was nice and it was lovely. But when you put that in a Christmas offer, it's cost me a few pounds, it's not cost the 27 quid. And so the perceived value is, is enormous. Do you see what yeah. I mean? And it and it fits really nice with because let's face it, people are buying a beauty gift to give someone a bit of indulgence, and candles also speak relaxing time and indulgence. Yeah. So it fits and it's low margin. It's not going to go off, and you can sell it as a product all on its own. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, it is. It's it was a it, you know we've done a number of these things over the years. So yeah, really really helpful. So gift guides definitely do them if you've got people coming to your site that need help figuring it out, right? Mm. I mean, if you're a single product website, you don't need a gift guide. No, you don't. You do <laughs> not. And I like the fact the fact you add that caveat because I, I frequently 
get asked questions by people who are thinking about doing things which are solutions to problems they don't have. <laughs> um, my and and build spending a lot of time and effort on a gift guide when you've only got a couple of SKUs is exactly one of those things. Yeah. Um, the other one which which comes to mind is a company that had. I think they had five SKUs at the time, which were just different number of items in pack slash color changes. And they went to a conference by SLI Systems, who no longer exist, but who were a full site merchandising, help your customers find the right product. She was so excited about buying this software, which, you know, was at least a grand a month. And I was like, it's made for people who don't have, (laughs) who have that problem because they have 100 SKUs or 500 SKUs. You've only got five. You, you really don't need this. This no. is not important for you. No, it really isn't. And yeah, I've just saved you a grand. Give me 20% of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've saved you 12 grand across the year. Yeah. I <laughs> but, remember um, once I just yeah. walking into a client's office. I remember this really clearly. It was such a, it was a very funny moment. And I was doing some coaching and some co- consulting with a company over in New Zealand. And the MD and I have actually become good friends, right? And so I walk into his office on this first consulting project. The first day I'm there. And he says, right, Matt, how have you got on? And I, I said to him, I said, well, if I give you a way to save at least a million bucks a year, can I have 20% of that saving every year? Cheeky. <laughs> well, like his, his reply to me was, no, beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah. Uh, but you can tell me how I'm going to save a million bucks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought I'd try it on, but it didn't. It didn't work out. So, um, so no, that's all great. Wasn't Chloe absolutely fantastic? Super generous with all her tips and bits of information. I'm sure if you're like me, your notebook is getting full of ideas, but don't put it away just yet. Oh no, because we've got more to come. Now, if you want to get in touch with Chloe, if you want to check out her podcast, if you want to connect with her, then just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 43, which is today's episode. And all the show notes will be there, including a link to all of the guests from today's mashup. That's ecommercepodcast.net net forward slash 43. Okay, I kind of feel like we're just getting warmed up. There's so much good stuff going on here. So let me introduce our next guest, Joanna Steele. Now, Joanna was on the show uh, a little while ago when we were talking about her role at Argos, the third biggest e-commerce website in the UK, as she was head of consumer generated content. How did she do reviews? How did we get all of that sort of stuff? It was a brilliant show with some fantastic feedback. Uh, And again, Again, Joanna is back on the show to share her expertise, tips and ideas on how we can incorporate all of those kind of things for Christmas. Oh, yes, you are definitely going to want to pay attention to this. Here's my conversation with Joanna. Okay, so let's talk about Christmas. Now, what do you think uh, from, I mean, your specialty is obviously user-generated content, but you can ask this question from whatever vantage point you feel like answering it. What do you think people should do for to their websites in the run-up for Christmas? It's a big season. How can they take advantage of it? How do we prep our website? It's a good question. Um, so I think the statistics show that people are actually going to be shopping earlier this year um, for a number of reasons. They're wanting to cheer themselves up because of the <laughs> year that we've had. Um, also, you know, we've seen some issues with stock. Um, and so they're wanting to get the products um, or gifts or presents um, as soon as possible. So they're not having to wait for, you know, backlogs or any issues with stock. Um, and also, you know, we're in another lockdown um, at the moment. And so, 
you know, people, more people are at home, more time to browse, um, and perhaps not wanting to go out into shops, right? Mm. Even when they do open at the beginning of December. So actually there's a real opportunity for brands and um, e-commerce businesses to really maximize on that increased traffic on site and where people are sort of thinking about Christmas, thinking about cheering themselves up. There are some stats um, that have been released actually around, um, I think it's something around 75% of consumers are actually looking to spend the same that they spend usually on Christmas. So whilst there has been, of course, you know, an increase in unemployment, people furloughed, you know, there's that kind of attitude or that understanding that, you know, things might not be the same. Actually, people are still willing to, you know, a large proportion of consumers are still willing to sort of spend at Christmas. So that's a good sign. So, you know, people are still willing to spend. There's still, it's really important for brands to still maximise on that. Um, And even from a sort of marketing campaign perspective, it's about being, you know, authentic, Mm. understanding where customers are coming from at the moment, um, wanting to cheer ourselves up um, and really sort of being authentic about the current climate in your marketing communications, I think that's really important. You know, yes, it's it's good. We want to cheer cheer people up, cheer consumers up, but be really really honest about you know what the current environment is, and sort of be um, make sure that you kind of keep that in mind when you're thinking about your messaging, or your email marketing, etc. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the playing field, I suppose, at the moment for for businesses to kind of you know really maximize on as i mentioned the increase um of people who are going to be online at this time and also because you know there isn't going to be that christmas rush um or if there is it'll be a bit later um there are a new sort of audience that have sort of jumped on online um so there's more people who are going to be online probably the older demographic as well so if your brand does talk to the older demographic how can you reassure them um with um your fulfillment um with the sort of quality of your products etc to make them feel comfortable with ordering from you online yeah no it's great that's great so in terms of being authentic you mentioned about being authentic have you seen any brands do that well have you yeah i think i saw the recent amazon advert um i'm not sure if you've seen it um it's uh about a girl who she's a ballerina um she's been sort of working really hard to rehearse to, for this show and then obviously everything gets locked down and so it's all about sort of her dreams you know not coming not coming true essentially and then what happens is is that her local community kind of do a bit of marketing and put a leaflet sort of together for her for her to do her performance in the sort of communal gardens um of her estate mm-hmm. um and you know one of her neighbors um, buys a speaker from Amazon, etc. So it's just a, sh- a showcase of how the community have come together to enable this young ballerina to sort of live out her dreams. And it's it is a real sort of heartstrings um, ad. Oh, okay, actually. I shall and I, I shall look out for that one. Yeah, have a look for that. I know people are sort of quite anti Amazon, but they've they've really kind of um, honed in on you know the community aspects um, of how people have come together during this time. 
Thanks again, Joanna. And of course, like I've said earlier, if you've not caught it before in the show, if you want to connect with Joanna uh, and all of the notes from today's mashup episode will be available online, including the links to Joanna. If you want to connect with her, just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 43 and they will all be there. Okay, it is now time for me to introduce to you our final guest in tonight's show. And that is the amazing Simon Driscoll. Now, if you're a regular to the show, you will know Simon was on earlier this year, um, it was a coaching call as we were talking about his skincare website and how he could get more sales on his website, some of the things that he could do to improve it. And we had a good conversation about different ways to improve it. So we're going to catch up with Simon and hear what he has to say about Christmas and understand actually what he is going to be doing specifically on his own website this Christmas time. So uh, fantastic conversation coming up. Here it is, my conversation with Simon. What are you going to be doing on your site this Christmas? Have you thought so, about it yet? Yeah, I've just launched actually a Christmas box, which is a box of our bestsellers. Um, so that's just gone live on the homepage. Um, I've, I've got the box out with some influencers to try and um, drum up some, some awareness for that. Um, and then I've had my Facebook ads kind of, I've reduced the, the budget over the election period, the US election period. And um, I'm going to be putting some more money behind the, 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 the Christmas box um, starting now. Um, so that's what I'm doing for Christmas. Um, I did quite well last Christmas um, in, in real life. Uh, so I, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's going to be good this this year as well. Um, yeah. That's, that's, so that's do you doing. find the gift box thing works well for you at Christmas? Is that why you're doing it? I didn't do a gift box last year, but what I did do was bundles of things. So um, last year I was I was trading in real life. I was doing Christmas markets and stuff like that. So I was doing um, nice little soaps bundled with soap trays, you know, ribbons and stuff like that. Um, and I was every Christmas market I went to, I sold out in in hours. So um, it was a question of not having enough stock last year. Um, the the reason behind the gift box this year is I'm trying to up my um, my basket size so um this 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 gift box is, is 30 pounds um mm. so that's the kind of the, the 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 kind of um average order value i'm kind of going for um so that's the reason behind the gift box this year okay and so uh, why did you decide to reduce your ad spend during the election that's uh, an interesting statement well i mean the, Facebook was going crazy. Um, I was doing quite well with Facebook in kind of March um, to May, and then and then it was all over the shop. I don't know what was going on. Um, I, I listened to a few podcasts around um, Facebook marketing, and there did seem to be a lot of money coming in from um, from you know pe people trying to trying to swing um, voters, uh, a lot of political money. So I, I didn't want to compete with that. Um, so I, I reduced it slightly, put put a bit more into um, into Google, and did quite a lot of influencer giveaways. So I put I put a bit more money into into gifting, um, but I, I have a feeling that the the kind of Facebook algorithm will have will be dying down with all that extra spend that's getting from politics now. So I can I can really go for it and, and yeah. create some awareness. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? How something like the U.S. election actually impacts your Facebook marketing for your skincare business. I mean, well, how, it, how are those two things connected? But it, it does. You're right. It's interesting. 
Yeah, it's an algorithm at the end of the day. If, it's, if it sees loads of money coming in from 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 people, then it, you know the, the, it's it's an auction. So you got to pay more. So it's just the way it works. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really intriguing. Okay. So how? I mean, since we've last chatted, how how is business? How's the website gone? I mean, COVID has been quite a fascinating, you know, turn yeah. of events, hasn't it? So how, how have you found it? It's been it's been good. Uh, it, considering I, I lowered my my ad spend, um, I'm getting um, a lot of repeat purchases, which is which is good. Um, That's a so sign I, you've you got know, a good product. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so after after our chat last time, um, you gave me some good advice about how to kind of position the website and change the homepage to make make it a bit more authentic. Uh, so you know, there's pictures of me and Liz on the front page, and there's you know, all, all of our kind of reviews and stuff. So the conversion is, is, has gone up, um, considering we've got slightly less traffic, but so yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. It's, it's, uh, keep me busy. Yeah. Wasn't Simon fantastic, fantastic, uh, really generous with his information. So I just want to say, Hey, you know what? A big thanks to all of my guests tonight. Cause they were fantastic to L Chloe, Joanna and Simon. Thanks again for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, just brilliant. So generous with their information. I hope you got a lot out of the show today uh, because you know what? My aim whenever I speak to people is to find uh, find some practical, some real helpful nuggets that I can use on my own e-commerce website. So hopefully you got some today, uh, today yourself. I just really enjoyed those conversations. It was fantastic to catch up with everybody. Uh, so uh, if you did get something out of this show, I would appreciate it if you could rate this show on iTunes or share it out or wherever you get your podcast from. Just give us a rating connect with us we'd love to uh, hear from you always enjoy connecting uh, with more folks from around the world as i said at the start all of the notes and the links to all of the guests in today's mashup episode are available for free online at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 43 you can head on over to there now and grab all of that information ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 43 thanks for listening make sure you come back again next time as we have some more of these mashup episodes to go through oh yes we have got some great guests in the next show uh, again talking about e-commerce talking about christmas and then we're going to do mashups talking about new year's so we've got a lot coming on make sure you subscribe to the show uh, stay connected with what's going on so you can learn how to grow your own online business my name is matt edmondson thanks for listening uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips, and tools for building your business online.